everyone. Welcome to the Style That Finds Us podcast. We are excited to have Bobby Aluwalia from Sachin and Bobby on our show today. She started this company with her husband, Sachin. And if you may have noticed that Sachin and Bobby has been worn by Taylor Swift, Michelle Obama, Mindy Kaling, Katy Perry, Helen Mirren, Brooke Shields, Emily Blunt, among many others. And we are very excited to get an inside look into what led them to start the company, their design process, what's next for them and more. So thank you so much for being here. Yes, of course. Delighted to be in your company, ladies. So will you start by telling us what led you to start this company? Sure, sure. So you're talking to a gal who's originally from India. Well, I just turned 50 this weekend. So uh, when I arrived at the bright young age of 23, 22 to FIT, because I'd done my undergrad already in India. So when I arrived at FIT at 21 or 22 to study textiles, it was a little bit more of a like a master's. I took it as, you know, as high, like, Further, furthering my education. So I met Sachin mm-hmm. here and the fall of 94, he was studying fashion. I was studying textile. And uh, we are kind of cut from a similar fabric because we come from entrepreneurial homes. Um, his mom had, had a pretty flourishing business in, in Mumbai um, of women's wear, of women's wear line. Uh, and my mom was a kids wear designer in New Delhi. And both of our dads were engineers. So it was kind of a strange kind of uh, fortuitous time. And we met and we were entrepreneurial kids, had family businesses. But of course, at the young age of 21, 22 and 23 that he was, we said, we don't want quite yet to go back to India. Let's try to see what we can do with our family businesses here. Mm-hmm. So we said, all right, you know, India at that point was known for just good old sequin for a lot of beadwork, but not a lot of thread work. So we said, let's just make a list of all the designers. We, if all things go right, who would we like to work with? Who would we like to kind of, um, uh, you know, kind of collaborate with? And the beauty of youth is you can, um, your bills are not so expensive. You learn how to take rejections much more easily. You (laughs) will do anything. You're so hungry for uh, just an opportunity. Uh, so we had a friend, Long. So I'm just going to, long-winded yeah. answer is a family friend knew his corporate lawyer who said, I don't know about these kids. Yes, they have a family business, but maybe they should really talk to our licensee group. So we went and met their licensee group. It was called oh, the Oscar Apparel Group or something. And we did a small program with them. It went really nowhere, where we were basically, we became the resource of all things embroidered and embellished for some denim line. And it was really just a foot in the door through the licensees. And when mm-hmm. that went nowhere, I think they felt really terrible because we were young kids between going you know, we incorporated a company here. We said mm-hmm. we can do developments and all of that for you in India. So when that was really went nowhere and they kind of pulled the plug on that whole project, just as a curtsy, they said, you know, you should really go and meet Mr. De Laurenta. There's a lot of freshness in his studio. There's a new designer that he just hired and you may just get on with him. And luck, luck so had it. I think the stars aligned because Francisco Costa was just in his studio for the last two, three months. Eliza had just finished Brown. She had just joined the family business. So there was a lot. And when we met him, he was like, wait a second, you guys have a family business? Um, mm-hmm. Are you are you siblings? And we were like, no, my, because our parents were like, listen, you want to stop this business? This chap you've been dating, you must marry. So we, we were married off at like 20, <laughs> 20, 20, 
22 and 23 we took mm-hmm. a family loan of course to start the business so he found it very intriguing as to wow these kids really have a setup in india and they would do it because we always wanted to scale businesses so we became his go to for all things embellished and embroidered so in our mid 20s through early 30s for the first 10 years of our game we were all things uh, you know we were his resource uh, to all things embellished surface texture block printed and and as we grew we developed our facilities in india so and of course in this business you know few designers move on so we had a friend francisco moved to tom ford so then he introduced us to them then we had another friend who moved to carolina mm-hmm. herrera so you know as you grow in the business your network grows because people move around wow. and they see that you've kind of done well by your trade so the, you your business grows on referrals so when i was in my early 30s i want to say or mid 30s because no i'm not 50 now so mid 30s i think or late 30s i was like you know we need to have our own point of view because as fabulous as these design houses are and we made money and had a decent lifestyle i was like you know a cocktail dress is still $4500 i mean it's still you know it's beautiful and it's chic and if it's only cotton and it's printed it'll be 2000 like it's still a lot of money such and now that we've learned the trade we've you know we won't work with the best of houses we understand pattern making we we've kind of we cut our teeth for the first 10 12 13 years of our game being all things you know uh white labeling as you say for all the best of the designers that you've heard, that, that I just mentioned we said why don't we start our own eponymous line so that's that's why 12 years ago or uh, we started our point of view called sachin and babi and uh, we um wanted to do all things occasion and of course a little day into evening because that's what we learned well and we are vertical we make all of uh, our all our fabrications in india so we can give the the customer a good value because honestly yes designer is amazing but for us fashion is if it's worn by pretty much honest customers to me dressing celebrity is so exciting but when i meet a lady who's paid honest dollars for my gown or a mother of br- the bride sends us a really nice direct message on our social and talks about how fabulous she looked at her daughter's wedding or her son's wedding that really excites me so much more so it was really an earnest move of let's make a brand that we can scale let's uh give a point of view and the learnings of what we've done in this business and pay it forward and enjoy you know kind of spoils of our own of our own growth that's remarkable i i can't believe you all are only 12 years old i feel like the brand has been around forever um yeah because i yeah i want to say 12 yeah because we had the shops mm-hmm. and Yeah, we have do you know why because we had Ankasa, we had our home decor line called Ankasa uh-huh. and we had that on 65th right next to the China Institute. That we opened I want to say 15 18 years ago because we 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 were we, we wanted to always start fashion but you know our our B2B business was pretty thriving and we didn't really want to unruffle feathers of real maestros that were paying up, you know, like you when you have sure. a business you don't want to kind of cut your teeth to kind of you know you just don't want to yes. you want to be careful about what kind of businesses you want to keep expanding into so we opened ankasa which was all decorative pillows it was a shop on 65th street between park and lex next to the china institute and it was all beautiful pillows uh, uh, um top of the bed um embroidered linens mm-hmm. 
And this was pre-2008. So that, that's perhaps that's mm. why you are a little familiar with our brand. But then, um, of course, 2008 happened. And of course, we had a lot of delinquent mm-hmm. uh, clients from Florida, from Texas. So we kind of siloed that into back into our, our, our corporate office and then didn't, didn't mm-hmm. need the, the storefront anymore. And then later mm-hmm. on started Sachin Babi. So we've been in the design business forever now. Right. My goodness. Like right. 1994. Mm-hmm. is when we arrived 96 is when we started our business so mm-hmm. gosh 29 years 27 years that's you wonderful. know in, in the game <laughs> i guess just because you're, you're such a big player you know your name is so well known of course it's so oh, well known to me because i you know uh choose your brand for a lot of my brides mother of the brides mother of the groom um you know special occasions that i'm working with clients for so it's really, really uh, utilize it a lot. Oh, good. That, that makes us happy. Yeah, we do very well in that space. Right. And the brand has evolved over time. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Like it started with occasion wear, but you've expanded into accessories and day wear. Yeah. You know what? Because, see, for us, we are all things occasion. We we that's our uh, beautiful prints, color come naturally to us so in terms of developing them but of course we come to realize in the summer months um you know you can't really wear a macado gown uh, if it's a beach wedding or you can't really you know so and silks are uh, as fabulous as they are you need to have a little bit of a differentiation in terms of fabrication so for the summer months uh, which is a, th- a three month delivery which is really now we call it pre-fall it's actually should be called summer Come May, June, July, we offer linens, we order, uh, we offer lyocells, we offer uh, little softer, breathable fabrics. And that we've added on to our collection for the last, I say, honestly, over the last two or three summers, really pre-pandemic. Post-pandemic is when we had the learnings of that we need to do this. Um, so uh, that's when we actually added, you know, our day wear or day into evening. Uh, you know, point of view and accessories. We uh, we've had the, we've had accessories for a little while now, and uh, earrings. I want to say at least four or five years to our collection. I didn't realize that about the earrings, but I know one thing: I love them. Oh, thank you, thank you. They're wonderful. They are. They are the craftsmanship they're lightweight their statement they are truly mm-hmm. beautiful and also y'all have a whole bridal business not only for the bride you have mother of the bride bridesmaid you literally are a one-stop shop which is why we're so excited to be speaking with you today oh did i'm i'm did we have you over at a bridal preview at the bakura maybe not no perhaps no we need oh, to for, come. oh forgive us uh we probably didn't uh we, we had okay. met then uh, for the That's next right. time yeah yeah you know bridal we added honestly um by default again we uh we were getting a lot of messages from our clients saying i'd like to have uh you know, this gown made in, you know, say it was an evening gown in navy blue or a, or a Bordeaux. Can you make it in an ivory? And then when we had a boutique at that point, we, I would really spend about a day, day and a half every week. Like I would, and it, I enjoyed it. Because, and I in-walked a lovely young guy, gal called Michelle Dillard. I still remember she was the youngest of the D- Dillard heiresses. And she, 
I think she was a Vogue girl at that point. I'm not sure. She joined the family business. I can't remember. And she came in with the tear sheet and she said, Bobby, can you make this for me? You made this in navy blue for your collection. I'm like, Michelle, you can go to anybody. Why would... She's like, no, no, no. I really... Yours is really fashion forward and I don't want to go to the quintessential blah, 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 wherever her sisters went to. And I was like, man, it, there is something here. So, of course, we made something custom for her and she was wonderful. Um, and uh, she was so confident where that she gave me the confidence of like, you know, maybe we need to start slowly adding ready to our ready to wear point of view into bridal, like, you know, just change the coloration, add more flair, add more volume and make it more uh, off the rack because she was great and very patient, but she, a lot of people did say as well as her that it would be great if you would offer it, you know, uh, like people, brides today, really as much as they love vintage they don't want the fuss of waiting around for six months anymore at least that's the that, there are people of course and there is always going to be a business for custom uh but they want a, something a little bit more off the rack so when we added you know bridal we we made an earnest attempt of let's test this where we cater to the entire entire bridal party whether of course the mother of the bride is super important to us and we do very well by her but let's add um, a, a, a maid's uh, point of view where the dress can be worn to a cocktail party. It doesn't have to be just a blush or a navy blue or a, or a lilac. Let's bring in soft prints where she can use the dress for a multifaceted event. Say, you know, it's uh, where she is a guest to the wedding. So make those pieces a little bit more versatile. And as we've only, this has been only our second year or third year that we've added bridal with our ready-to-wear point of view. It We see the traction. Of course, the bridal industry hasn't adapted so quickly in terms of this model because they still like, you know, uh, for them to come in and, and to buy sample sets. It's just a longer lead. Um, we are testing it on our own e-commerce and we are seeing a lot of success with it. So, um, you know. Uh, I think that's that's when you kind of uh, have a little more leverage when you have a stronger e-commerce business and you see data behind it. Definitely, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the um the those print dresses are great. When I dress pe- women, including mother, the bride and groom, and the bride, they have you know events leading up to the wedding as well. So their uh, dresses are great for for all of the the events around the uh, the wedding. Bobby, will you walk us through your design process? Oh, sure. So it's really, you're talking to one member of six people that's really in the design home. So the maestro is truly Sachin. I'll be, I'll have to give him a lot of credit because he's really the maestro, the, the, the brain behind the, the design. And I'm the annoying why as to where is she going? What is she doing? What price is it at? Uh, the print's too loud. So I'm really, you know, I, I bring in that point of view. But it really starts from prints. It starts from fabrics. It starts from uh, what fabrics are we excited about? What fabrics do we want to stay true to again um, uh, every season? And what fabrics can we add on? And then we delve into prints. Now, of course, we have a, a fantastic team that actually develops our own prints. Sometimes we do a work with a fantastic design library upstate New York where we buy or rent vintage prints and then develop them for our palette, change them, uh, remodel them, change, you know, kind of uh, reconfigure them as per our palette and make them more current. And then comes in the silhouettes where 
we, we have our core essentials that we repeat or we've tested where our merchandising team tells us that, oh, guys, we I know you're not very excited about these, these styles, but they keep working so you can refresh them. So we get a proper matrix from our design, from our sales and merchandising team. And we follow the instructions and and keep true to what is working. Plus, we add 30 to 40% of freshness every season. So this process is about a three and a half, four month process. So that's why we every designer that you speak to is always working in three seasons. One that they're conceptualizing for the, for the next season. One that they're already selling, that they already made two, you know, two seasons past. And one is what is working now. So um, it's, a, it's a lengthy process. It's an enjoyable process. And it takes about three and a half, four months of fruition. Oh, my gosh. Well, your designs are absolutely <laughs> dreamy. Seriously. Oh, thank you, dear. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I wouldn't want to take it the entire credit. We have a well-oiled, well-functioned design right. team that's, that's led, led by my husband. So it's mm-hmm. really uh, – but, yeah, I'm happy to be part of it. And um, there we go. Well, tell us – so is do you all have a family-run factory in Mumbai? Yes, yes. So now it's a, it's a bigger um, operation. Uh, so Sachin is, uh, he is uh, the only child of my in-laws. So of course he's kind of, t- when he took on the business, we, um, he would go back to India oh, ah. those years. He would go back to India eight times a year, nine times a year. Ah. So in our twenties, we work like crazies. We, I had hired a team here that would help me run the operations in New York and Sachin would do the back and forth. Then slowly, slowly, he. it just so happened that we met one or two kids here that were from Mumbai that would, wanted to do what we are doing under our, under our fold. So we kind of trained them. So now Sachin has a set of hands, uh, our senior director, who flies back to Mumbai uh, and does the heavy lifting of uh, conceptualizing uh, you know, the the muslins as we speak mm-hmm. and all of that in Mumbai. So Sachin doesn't have to travel as much anymore. And then we have, a, we have a set of hands from there that travels from Mumbai here too. So now we have, an op- the operation in Mumbai is about 275, 280 people. We wow. have five senior management people that actually run the operations because we still have the uh, white labeling and private label piece of that business, but it's not as big as our own point of view because mm-hmm. the focus is to build this. So we have senior members who look at pattern making. There are people who look into design, uh, into the artwork piece of it, into the quality control, into the import and export paperwork. So now it's um, a much bigger ship, but then of course it's taken us 27 years to develop, right? It's so smart to have the people that come back and forth so he doesn't have to travel so much. Yeah, really- well, you know, you, 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 have to, you have to delegate and you have to kind yes. of learn, to, otherwise you'd never grow, you know? Yes, yes. Is there anything else you want to say about the craftsmanship or how the pieces are made? Uh, well, the concept from design to sketch, say, is, is always in New York. Of course, we come up with the idea of what's new on paper here. But we conceptualize and we make the muslin in our Mumbai factories. So our, our senior our, our senior master cutters and tailors, they have been with us for now almost, this is second generation, right? Senior master and our draper has been with us for 30 odd years. So 
we develop the muslins in mumbai and when they arrive here we do fittings on um our fit model here uh we make changes we bring in our um our sales team to show them the new lens we show them new new point of views we listen to their critiques some we listen to some we just run we have to trust our own gut too so we can't keep it all always you know kind of uh, sure. to do uh, what it down um and then uh, we when we ship fabrics directly to mumbai that's when they they conceptualize from muslin to the sample in mumbai so when it is thread work and artwork and bead work such in with the office every morning at 536 because it's almost an 8 hour 10 hour difference uh so they work on swatches they work on uh, thread work details or bead work details we zoom we facetime so they are very very closely tied up with our operations here in terms of the development phase of it because it's our own facilities facility there is a lot of synergy in terms of language in terms of uh, urgency it's not farmed out to anybody else you see um but then we have to make sure that they have work for the entire year as well so there is a lot the office culture is uh, super family driven because this is a family business so it's super exciting that you know all our managers are their kids some of their kids are coming to school here some of their kids are going to better schools in mumbai so it's really the culture is quite wonderful i must say because that's how we run our operations even here and um, it's a labor of love honestly uh, in terms of design you've got to love it because the gains are great but they're not as 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 much as you would be in the finance industry you see it's a different business completely and because the cost of goods are so expensive you have to be very mindful of what you're making how you're making it where you're selling it so um yeah that's lovely that's lovely that that makes it so much more than just a you know a business yeah it's always people first for for me it's always people right. first i think that's that's very important in any if you're an entrepreneur i mean we have yes. we have young kids who moved on to other companies but then when they have friends who are not very happy they send us referrals so it's always good yeah. to have that kind of um that kind of uh, you know kind of goodwill and synergy within yes. your within your industry and i think because it's such a small world it truly is it's very right. connected So you've got to be super mindful as it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Will you tell us what does a day in your life and Sachin's look like? Ah, uh, quite different actually. So he uh, so I'll speak about myself first. I have a Pilates studio uh, I mean I go to a Pilates studio in my neighborhood 3 days a week, which is we live in Beacon Place, 50th and the Water. So I get up and I go to Pilates in the morning. Um make myself a nice coffee have yoga just jump in the shower and then i'm at work by 10:30ish and uh, i skip fridays i don't come in on fridays anymore i'm like i'm 50 i need to kind of do stuff for myself on fridays <laughs> now but yes. sachin you know for sachin he is an early riser he plays squash at la sports club i think at 6:00 in the morning so he goes uh, plays squash then he checks in with the bombay office all early in the morning because he's an early riser so he checks in with bombay at say 5:36 then he goes to squash he comes back and he's off to the office a little before me and um yeah our day is depends on what is at task like right now we are actually just merchandising the line so we are going to look at the line and see what edits need to be done what pieces we can add um uh, we were having a little bit of a uh, 
harder time with the location because we wanted an outdoor location which is not kind of working out so now we'll have to regurgitate and figure out oh should we shoot it in my townhouse should we do it in the patio should we do it somewhere else so it's every day is different honestly it's not the same which is actually quite thrilling uh but then there's always um some days if you develop if the studio is developing prints then it'll take some time where you've got to sit with them and um show them what where you're really at and where your mind's at and then they can actually get around you some days it's a pricing meeting so it's every day is not the same when you're in design because it's a continual or ever evolving process so uh, yeah mornings my, i mean i like to start my day with my pilates studio and i like to end my day facetiming my kids because my older ones at uh, university and my younger ones at boarding school so um yeah and that's usually my day it's so great i feel like it's really impressive and certainly important that you both put exercise first i mean right in the you know the very beginning of the day you do your pilates he plays squash and then you go on with your day after that so many people put it off and then it never gets um yeah no and- i've come to realize you know my dad's 85 and he's so mm-hmm. healthy knock on wood and he's kept moving like within yoga and long walks and i think as long as you keep moving uh, as, to your best of your ability you don't have to do rigorous right. stuff i think you'll age well and you'll feel well right. and you'll keep up with your writing like he does or you keep up with your design or whatever creative you like to do mm-hmm. i think right. um a healthy mind is super important it's wonderful you have had such success in establishing yourself as one of the go-to special occasion brands how did you build this business how once you decided you were going to do it Oh my uh there is I mean you know way back when trade shows used to be a thing like 12 13 years ago when we started uh we started with a say you know our point of view at that point and we did the good old coteries and we did the you know we 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 participated in the trade shows where we met the department stores the finer boutiques sure. the this that and the other so we hit the pavement through that and of course we hired expensive executives who kind of gave us their their point of view and their but um i think you once you've been it been once you do it for a few seasons you kind of figure out how the rodeo works you know you've done this rodeo come couple of times then you have to play by your gut as to which trade shows are important then you already have a very beautiful showroom and now we're at a certain stage of our life where we don't do the trade shows anymore because we have fantastic executives running the the wholesale business within we are building our e-commerce business more and more as we speak and adding more people to it adding more customer service people to it um so that uh, you know customers are taken care of properly so it was different when we started because the e-commerce wasn't a thing 12 years ago uh, so we were quite wholesale heavy so we needed the trade trade shows we needed executives who had been had relationships with department stores because that's where the eyeballs were today it's a whole mm-hmm. different game uh, today it's all about dtc brands but i think there needs to be some sort of a high hybrid model mm-hmm. uh, uh you know also we you know when we hired uh, um uh, amy she's uh, uh, amy royden she was our senior cmo and we uh, we um um a major ceo last year this year sorry just because she done so well by us so we kind of laterally within the company we um gave her 
a more of a, a role to run within the firm. And now we have a senior CEO running the running our ship. So mm-hmm. um, I think you have to, number one, learn the trade from ground up, whether it is whichever, whatever the new medium is. And number right. two, you, you have to empower the employees that have done well by you and level them up because that's when there's excitement within the company. That's when growth is scaled. I mean, that's how I genuinely feel as an entrepreneur. There's no other way. That's brilliant. Uh, And it's also, you have to be flexible. Like you said, it's really remarkable to think back that 12 years ago, direct to consumer wasn't even a thing. I wonder what it'll be like in 12 years. I agree. Pivoting again to a new world, which I'm sure we all will. So that's <laughs> that's the good thing to keep in mind too, right? True, I agree. I agree. I think this. I think it's it's good to have a good hybrid model, um, yes. where you have you where you have some sort of presence with the department stores because as much as we love and hate them, they're not really going away. No, no, and I love to be able to, you know, be in the dressing room with a friend or a client where we can try on different sizes because I, it stresses me to tell someone, you know, to order two sizes, knowing that one will go back, you know, I feel yeah, bad about I agree. to consumers. So um, that's one thing that I think is a positive for going to a store. If you have that near you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, and there is, there's so much learning from a store. You really realize where mm-hmm. the customer is that the real time of, uh, you know, where her need is, what she's really feeling. Uh, they're, they're, you can't take that away. I mean, the human touch right. and feel, uh, yeah, you can't, for sure. And y'all have such a beautiful website. It's user-friendly. Oh, thank you. Yes, there's so much there, but it's it's not overwhelming by any means. Right. Oh, okay, that's good to hear because I still think it's a lot of offering. I'm like, it, we've got to narrow it down. It is. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't narrow it down. <laughs> How would you describe the Sachin and Bobby girl? Um, I think, you know, she is pretty savvy in terms of what she wants. Uh, She is a pretty sophisticated buyer. She honestly, of course, trends are important, but she really wants value in her, in her, um, in her purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, So she uh, has a discerning sense of style. She um, enjoys value. That's why she is kind of gets behind our brand and she enjoys fashion, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's why I come back to your brand so often, because, as you know, these mothers of the bride and groom are, you know, young and vibrant themselves. And they say, I don't want to look frumpy. And so I know with (laughs) such a body, right, it's going to be a sexy, beautiful, elegant look but certainly not, you know, an old lady look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, especially today. Yeah, for sure. Right, right. Well, we love that your brand offers such high quality pieces along with these sharp price points. So how are you able to do that? What was important in setting your prices and things like that? Well, you know, we learned through, um, um, uh, like I said, our sales team is pretty savvy in terms of seeing what where the market is shifting. So we have to listen to them in terms of where the prices are. Um, we've also made an earnest effort to source fabrics 
in places and manufacture in places. So if our linens are from India, we'll manufacture the pieces in India. If our georgettes and our silks are from Asia, we'll try to ma- manufacture the pieces in Asia. So we don't, uh, we, you know, we we wouldn't. We used to buy a lot of bicados from Italy and Spain, but then the the shipping of these goods from there to uh, Far East Asia, then manufacturing the goods and shipping them back to, to New mm. York. The duties and the costs were so high. So, uh, you know, then sure. automatically an, uh, a cocktail dress would become nine ninety five. But if my customer isn't really ready to pay for that, then what's the right. point? So then then we shifted gear and found better fabrics or, or equally safe as good fabrics mm-hmm. within Asia, within Asia. And we kept things uh, you know we were i think we we were more responsible than sustainable mm-hmm. i think we are more responsible uh, uh, fashion brand where if we originate if the fabric originates in asia let's make it in asia was the point of view right. uh, yeah. um so therefore we can give the lady uh, we can give the customer the savings um so we those are the learnings that we did honestly mm-hmm. uh, uh, post pandemic and that's where we see the success of of now the price is sticking with the goods and we are mm-hmm. in a recut business we take pre orders so now we know where the customer is and it's taken mm-hmm. us few many years to find that honestly we've been doing this for 12 years so it the success has only come now <laughs> well know? it's hard too because of the because of covid you know coming back out yeah. now everything is different so it's picking back up now the new normal is yeah beginning now so you're still learning things now but besides like you said besides just uh saving money for the client you are also it is a more sustainable way to do things and that's uh very admirable yeah yeah i think you have to kind of pivot as the climate is changing you have to listen to where the customer is you have to be very honest with your girlfriends you when they go out shopping um when i used to have that's why we actually we took away the whole model of the fashion shows because um, our, our girls used to go yeah. up to Spence and they were at a prep school uptown at Spence. And I remember my friends would mm-hmm. come to our, my fashion shows and they would be like, Bobby, this is amazing, but you know, I'm going to get it in six months. What does this mean to me? Oh, like, I mean, so I think we have to listen to people who are savvy customers. We have to see where the winds have changed within our business. So therefore mm-hmm. now we do shows, we do shows, but we bring in what's selling now. To the customer and they get super excited because mm-hmm. once they, they, they've seen the show there's a pop-up they can actually go and purchase oh absolutely yep that's great i know you are a big inspiration for sachin for his designs but i want to ask the question that what inspires both you in your business and then also sachin with the designs um honestly it comes from everywhere it really comes from um it could be from our travels luckily we both have wanderlust and we do a fair amount of travels um uh, from uh, old movies we are we, we love to watch uh, uh you know cinemas at home uh uh from books from old collections um it honestly it it comes from it's it does every season it's different i want to say like i was in santa fe recently for my 50th and i saw some amazing georgia keep prints and i was like my god this lady was divine so it could come from trips like as it it sometimes it comes from movies so it's really it's it's a never evolving head in, when you're in design um so there's no particular place really but you know you've got to be open minded when you're out in the world kind of whether it's a, an exhibit at the met or it's your travels so it could be from anywhere 
All right. So what is it? You know, I work with my daughter. What is uh-huh. it like working with your husband? Yeah, it's much calmer now I, because we've been uh-huh. doing, doing this for a long. Yeah. I mean, when we were young, and I think we were impatient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a different um a different head, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the kids uh, were we, and the, and we didn't. I mean, when we started, we were kids ourselves, you know. So right. those years, uh, I mean, were not fun. I want to say the first few years, uh, but you know, we paddled through them, and um, now it's much more calmer. Now it's like because he has the design office, I work closely with the design office, but then I'm set with Amy and Brianna more. Um, I am kind of face of the brand, so when there's a show or a trunk show or a sales activation then they put me in front of front center which is sometimes enjoyable sometimes not but then I wear that hat but rightfully so so now it's a lot of divide and conquer in terms of responsibilities so um, you know we also have grown kids so we also have hobbies uh, so it doesn't really you know it is not just the be all and end all of our life when we had just started we were 22 two and 23, but there was a power of two. So we, we realized earlier on that we couldn't have done this if it was just one, you know? So, uh, but he would travel a fair amount. So there was a lot of me juggling the office here. Then we had kiddos and then his travels wouldn't subside. So those years were not fun. I'll be very honest. But then when you're in it and you have common goals and you really, at the end of the day, you really want similar things in life, uh, you kind of, you know, kind of, you pick your battles as you speak. Certainly. You certainly do. And the first few years are so hard, I you know, know, for everyone for, for in marriage. And then it's really hard as a parent and then I bet. it's really I bet. hard as an entrepreneur. So you had it all coming at you at once. Yeah. 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 And, but it's really special to create something from nothing together and something that impacts so many people's lives, which y'all's business has certainly done. I mean, they wear these stunning pieces on really important days in their life. So I know. And it's so gratifying. It truly is. That's yeah. the, that's when you feel your job's done right. I, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we would love to know what are your customers loving right now or what trends are you seeing for summer 2023? Well, um, you know, our maxis really do awfully well. So we have um, our Brooke gown that's always sells out. We have um, our Bonnie gown that's been a classic that always sells out. Um, so our customers really respond to color. Our customer really responds to um, the silhouette. Um, uh, she, We've been getting, you know, queries of, oh, would you add accessories? Would you add this? So we are just toying with that idea in our mind. So like I said, when we listen to our customers through social, we we want to take it seriously. So um, trends are, of course, always color and prints and uh, and fun patterns. Um, but then highlighting the the gal's features, you know, it doesn't matter. You can't be super trendy with really big sleeves if it if the gal is five two. I mean, you can't have the gal wear the dress wear the gal always, you know. So you have to be very mindful of the proportions. <laughs> I think. So yes. um, you know, it depends on the silhouette, you know. Yeah. Most definitely. How has your own mother inspired you? Was she the reason? that you went into fashion? 
Well, I want to say my mom has inspired me. I, I wouldn't say she's the reason why I'm into fashion. Um, but it was a big piece of, yes, it was a big piece because that was a big part of my exposure. She had a pretty thriving children's wear business. And, you know, when women have their own financial independence, there is there is a sense of respect in a marriage. There is a sense of respect within the family members. Um, we were officially rich when mom's business really took off. You know, when you in India, uh, the first imported car was when mom's business had taken off. So it's super exciting when you see your mom's little cute little boutique become two boutiques and then she becomes the biggest supplier of women of kids wear within New Delhi. So it was very inspiring, but I think just because she's very hardworking, she's very humble. She's um, she really gets a uh, product really excites her. Like till date, she, she has the business till uh, she, uh, anything fresh, anything new, um, excites her till date and she's 75 and she's, you know, looks great. I think it keeps her young, keeps her current, uh, keeps her fresh. Um, so I think being very humble to your, to, to what you truly like, not getting carried away by all the glories of it, um, uh, being very hardworking and being super real as to, to what you do, you know, and why you do it. Um, I think that's what's really inspired me from my mom. That's awesome. I'm so, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you got to have that experience growing up. I know. (laughs) How many collections did y'all have, do y'all have each year? Uh, We have four. Okay. So we have two, we have spring and summer, uh, spring and fall. um, And then Mm -hmm. we bring out two small collections called pre-fall, which is really high summer and resort. Mm -hmm. So high summer will be shown uh, to the customer in May. Uh, we call it pre-fall, but the customer, I don't know, I keep telling Amy, we need to change the name of this so that the drop is in May, uh-huh. June. Um, and then resort is in October and November. So that's more party. That's a little bit more of, it's fall, of course, but it's a little more occasion. So resort is super important mm-hmm. to us, um, but it's four collections a year. And then, of course, one collection of bridal, which we bring out only in April. That's a lot. <laughs> do you all give back in any way? We do. So we are tied up with a charity in India um, where proceeds of, uh, uh, and I'll get you the percentage, that go to a, a, a charity in India. And then we, whenever we can, like we're, oh, two years ago, I mean, no, not two years ago, it was five years ago when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. The B, a friend of mine has introduced me to BCRF. So we had done an activation for our earrings with BCRF. Oh. So it depends on the, 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 the charity that comes to us. Uh, we partake it in with, with the, it's, it's national sales or it's a seasonal sale depends on, you know, right. how, how honest the effort is and how well we can do by them. Right. That's lovely. Brands that give back. I mean, that's incredible. Just another reason to shop your brand. So what is yeah. next for you personally? And then also with the business? Um, personally, um, well, I do want to start surfing again. I used to surf a surfing? lot. With, in the, in, surfing? Yeah, I used to surf wow. uh, when my kids were little. Um, every Sunday with my at my girlfriend Kathy's home, and then they and they used to call it Surf Sundays. It was the best Sundays of my summers uh, because Aww. we have a little place in Watermill, 
and now the girls are all grown up and the younger one can't be bothered to surf and the older one has internships and they're not kids anymore. I was like, shit, how did this happen? So I want to get back and surf again. Um, so great. I want to surf again this summer. That's my personal goal where I want to go out back at least every Sunday or every other Sunday if I can. So that's a personal that's goal. Uh, uh, in terms of... Uh, Business, you know, we are toying with the idea of adding accessories, whether it could be adding handbags. Um, we are not quite sure when that would be, but we're in the, just the, the the development phase or the 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 the, the, the study phase of what should it be at the moment. Right, right, right. So right. that's where we are, and and uh, kind of actively, but not super. Like it's not like we don't have to open a store today, but sure. actively looking at stores, uh, uh, potential locations of actual physical stores, mm -hmm. whether it could be in Houston, Dallas, Coconut Grove. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we are working with regional partners and I don't think it's on the radar for this year for sure. I mean, half sure. is done. Uh, but uh, that is priority for us. Thinking ahead. Yes. Yeah. One thing yeah. I tell you to think about that I know my clients and myself, we are always looking for this. We love to, you know, mm -hmm. you have that beautiful, it's sort of like a, I don't know, a halter dress and then it's got the belt. Do you know the dress? Right, right. right. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. so many yeah. dresses that, so people, um, my, I'm a little bit younger, I mean, a little bit older than you. They, they love the styles that are sleeveless or strapless or halter, but they also, uh, are self-conscious about their upper arms. And I know. So we need to add more sleeves. For... Uh, sleeves. Well, either sleeves or, because I love the halter look, um, some sort of a beautiful wrap, even like just some kind of an organza wrap or something that they can, you know, throw over their shoulders or around their upper arms to kind of camouflage that, but not to not to cover up the dress. You know, yeah. they want to know you're right. Yeah. Things too. So that's just something to think about. I didn't know about with the things in Mumbai, maybe they had some beautiful sheer kind of fabric that would be, you know. No, thank you for that. I think we had ladies even at our shop mentioned that. So yeah, to have ah. this soft little sh chiffon capelet or something, something. Yes, to yes, yes, yes. Your yes, you're right. And they're yeah. really yeah. hard to find. I mean, people end up going they, on yeah, Amazon, yeah. you know. I agree. I agree. I agree. That would be really fun. Well, yeah, we, we'll keep that in mind for sure. <laughs> we are so thrilled to um, have gotten to speak to you today. Where can everyone find you and the brand? Oh, well, it's sachinrabi.com. Honestly, our own mm -hmm. e-commerce for sure. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at sachinrabi.com. You can find us at Farfetch. You can find us mm -hmm. at Moda Operendi. You can find us at Neiman Marcus. You can find us at Saks. You can find us at Nordstrom. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, that's where, that's where we are. Yes. And we're going to create a shoppable blog post where the podcast links will live and and all of our favorite pieces of curation. And please keep us posted about the bags, because I know mom is always looking for a resource for evening bags that aren't thousands and thousands of dollars, as most of them are. I know that you're. <laughs> I know. So stunning. We do. Yes, that would be fabulous. So thank you so much for coming on the show today and for creating this fabulous brand. Have fun surfing. Oh, thank you, dear. Thank you for your support, truly. Oh, thanks. I will. Right. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Binds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Binds Us website to subscribe.